right. It is March the 3rd, 2022. We uh, have Osman. I heard from him on here. He's recovering from a stroke, and he said he's doing pretty well. I mean, he sounded good on the phone. For the lady that uh, takes care of her house here, and she works out at Food City, her name's Fran, I guess you might. She's got to have her neck looked at and possible surgery and her eyes. Uh, uh, Harry Youngstadt's asking for a prayer, and I think it's for his wife. Uh, her name's Fran. Good. Yeah. Um, peace and comfort for those that are grieving. Reverend and Mrs. Davis. Chuck Knipp, Gary Neighbor, Beth Baker. Why's John, Gary on there if you don't mind me asking? Well, he's just going through those treatments. I think he might gotcha. be through them by now. I think he's... Yeah, I see him every once in a while on TV. He yeah. he's doing good. Yeah. You say his wife, Harry's wife, or Harry? It would be his wife. He said, he said my little one, and I assume he meant her. Right. Yeah. Um... John and Ruby, Vassy and Linda, friends of the Bible study and podcast, Marta and Charles, blessings in their business and in their lives, and we praise God for answered prayer, and I've seen a lot of that lately, I mean a lot, and I think the Lord is drawing closer to his people because he knows that we're entering into some very treacherous times, I think. Marcos, that his son would be saved. Bob's children, Stephanie and Mike, unsaved family members up north. Situation in Europe. Pray for our country and our so-called leaders. <laughs> Jerry's sister, Judy. <clears throat> Jerry Reeves and his family, and they're all doing well. Jerry Reeves has had his knee replaced, and he was doing, Jerry, what you recommended. He was, he was propping the thing up, and mm -hmm. he had one of his shooting sandbags on his knee, like bowing it backwards. Mm -hmm. He said, sent pictures, said, found another use for the razor bag here. <laughs> Game changer. Game changer. Yeah. Um, Donnie, Ralph, Rick, Mark, James, and John. Mm -hmm. There's Jasmine, Opie on here as well. Jarrett and Christian. Ted, Eric, Reverend Davis and family. Talked to Eric day before yesterday. He's doing well. He's going to try to come up within a couple of weeks, we think. Uh, the situation in the Ukraine. Uh, Patriots and the truckers and uh, Linda Brookshire. Mm -hmm. Okay. Roy Linda and Linda Hager. Lee Smith. Bob and Carolyn Eanes. Ray, uh, he's uh, praising God that Judy uh, was able to talk to him a bit. And that was nice, and we pray for her. Praying for people that have taken that vaccine to not have any ill effects from it. Salvation for all. Peace and safety. All right. Let's uh, join hands. Heavenly Father, God, what better place to be? I pray, God, for forgiveness. I never want to be used as an instrument of the devil. 
and I'm aware that that happens sometimes. And I know that it can happen to all of us. It happened to the Apostle Peter. Help us keep our hearts stayed on you and keep our guard up that the enemy doesn't grab hold of us and let a foolish tongue say a foolish thing. Lord, you've heard the prayer list tonight and uh, I just thank you for being so attentive to the prayer requests that we lift up. We've got stacks and stacks of these prayer cards. Now they'd be over four inches thick or more. And so many answered prayers on those cards. I thank you, God, for your blessings. I pray your Holy Spirit be with us tonight. We know he will be. We know he is as we read and study your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to 1 John chapter 3. Thanksgiving well, they went real well. Very well. Who did the sound? A bunch of money? Yeah, to the tune of $4,300 for the night. And Mark paid that out of his pocket. He said he's going to try to deduct it. It's a charitable deduction on his taxes. You had to pay to play? Well, it was a charity event. So, well, if it wasn't, he should get out deducted. Yeah, yeah for somebody. It, yeah, for the Open Door Cafe out yeah, here. Yeah, that's good. And the Bland Library is what yeah. they chose for Bland. I don't know, maybe the library was needing finding out. But anyway, they each got... The, the Bland Library does a lot with the community. Yeah. Free events for the children. A lot. So that so was good. Yeah, they got, they got yeah. I think, about $2,500. Good. And so did the Open Door Cafe. So, Yeah, those were pros, those guys out of Roanoke. They run big concerts in the Civic Center. So they knew what they're doing. All right, First John chapter three. I'll just read verses eight through ten. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose of the Son of God, for this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We got power over Satan through the name of Jesus Christ. When Satan comes around, we have to. Re it's First John chapter three. John. And um, so yeah, there's not a chapter three and third John, is there? Yeah. I've done that before myself. Maybe. This book's short. Shorter than a chapter. We uh, don't use that enough, though. I'm, I saw a news report. These ladies were having, it was a jewelry party. Didn't you do something? To, this, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was one of those. Speaker, yeah. And everybody comes, and there's several people there, and they're bringing stuff. And, and yeah. everybody's bringing cash, yeah. right? This dude walks into the party with a gun. <gasps> and he told them, put the jewelry in the bag. I want all of it, and I want all your money. And they just froze, just couldn't believe what was going on. And one, one woman said, in the name of Jesus, you leave my home. And another one said, in Jesus' name. 
And they all started saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you leave my home. He's like, he turned around and walked out. You know what happened to him? He got caught a couple blocks down the street trying to rob somebody at an ATM. So he wasn't converted to being the right kind of guy. He was just <coughs> rebuked by the power of that name, and we don't, we don't use it often enough. It doesn't work to do that around the whole city block. Yeah. Well, sure, why not? But there's power in his name. So I'll read that verse 8 again. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. We will explain on this. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. But then you see in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, He that saith he is in the light, and hath his brother is in darkness even now. I'm in the wrong book. 1 John chapter 1, Mark chapter, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. You know, Paul, the apostle, said that he was a Pharisee of Pharisees and blameless, remember? Yeah. Blameless. How, well, how could he be blameless as far as the law? Well, you're blameless as far as the law goes when you're a law keeper by bringing these sacrifices. You know, so you, you bring your sacrifice to the altar and you're blameless. I don't know how long, I mean, if you stub your toe on the way back from the altar and curse, I don't know how that, if that's covered or not. It is, Father Day of Atonement. Okay. A good point. So he could be blameless in trying to keep the law, but they had all these sacrifices that had to be uh, given. So uh, Christ is the ultimate sacrifice for us, for all time. The book of Hebrews is very explicit in this, is that it was died once for all. If by one man sin entered into the world, and that was Adam, then by one man it would be atoned for, the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is power in the name of Christ, and we need to remember that. We need to be sure we don't forget him in the midst of something. Love you. She's closing the door. I don't know if they're getting ready to get loud in there or what. Trey's on the phone. He doesn't understand that we can hear him. Is he talking to the bank? Yeah. That's good. Hopefully he can get this thing put through. Um, so there's another verse I want to go to it's in the gospel of John 
Now that, I, I was going to expound a little bit on, you know, that you don't commit sin if you're born again, if you're in Christ. Um, Paul talks in Romans 7, I do what I don't want to do, and then what I want to do, well, I don't do it. It's a dichotomy of the flesh and and um, and the born again, made alive in Christ's spirit. Your spirit doesn't sin if it's made alive, if it's born again. Your spirit does not sin. Pick him up with some coffee. Hey, Reverend Davis. How are you? Good to be How are you doing? How's Miss Carrie getting along? Better, but slow. Still a little the pain? She's going to have pain, different kinds of pain, for about two more weeks because uh, of the way the surgery is. My son had surgery, same thing, but he just had the two. And he's going through the same thing that she was going through. You've had it, Jerry, hadn't you? Hernia surgery? That's painful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I had an umbilical hernia when I was little. Oh. Uh-huh. Anybody else? That was like unbearable. Um, she mm-hmm. talk to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. So she's less pain than it was? It's okay. less pain than it was. She was able to sleep. Instead of getting up four or five times a night, she gets up three times a night. Okay. So it's getting a little better. Slow but sure. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll have my CT scan Thursday. Well, you're on our prayer list tonight. Twice, you made it twice. <laughs> you and your wife both. I talked to Osman day before yesterday. He had had a stroke, but he's recovering from it. Yeah, he uh, he just said to, said it was all right. Didn't need anything. Just updating me on, on things. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, great. yeah, he's coming along. Okay, so in uh, John chapter eight, this is the Gospel of John, chapter eight, and this is verse forty-four. You are of your father, the devil. And the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. And I was been, I've been thinking about lying and lies. And, I, and you know why? Because of the, the, the news media. And you, you, you'll turn one thing on, they tell you one thing. You'll t- flip the channel, they tell you something else. And um, we're not being told the truth about this war over there in Ukraine. And I saw video of an entire Russian convoy, armored convoy, just smoked the whole length of the thing. It was all the way back in the background, all of them destroyed does the ukraine have anything that can do that not that i'm aware of so who did it if we are over there was that a real real picture there's another good question there's another good question one of those 
pictures the Associated Press was sharing around wasn't even from Ukraine. It was something out of the Middle East where they'd bombed some buildings out. So, you know, um, I hope that we're not in there. I hope that we are not over there. But here, here's what's going on and why it's going on. It's pretty clear. <coughs> The uh, NATO, you know, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Well, that's all us Western countries. That's all us, quote, good guys. <laughs> We're the good guys. Well, they wanted Ukraine in there. And Ukraine was going to join NATO. And in pretense, I guess, already has. What does that mean? That means naval bases on the Black Sea and the coast of Ukraine. Not even a hop and half a skip over on the Russian, you know, border. That means army bases in the Ukraine. That means air force bases with B-1s and stealth bombers in the Ukraine. Now, if you were Vladimir Putin, you probably wouldn't be too happy about that, right? How did we react when the Soviet Union was trying to set up in Cuba. We didn't like that, right? So, is Putin as bad of a bad guy as he's being made out to be? He knows that if Ukraine goes to NATO, that United States, Britain, all the other members of NATO, whoever they all are, there's some big, big players. Well, they'll just sit right up, set shop right up in there. They could go right up to the Russian border and say, Air Force Base, what do you think of that? <laughs> you know, Army Base right here, what do you think of that? That's what's going on. That's why <laughs> he is trying to stop it. And, and war is never pretty. That's what that's Article 5. Yeah, Article 5. It ties you in an alliance. An attack on one is an attack on another. Is that NATO? Yeah. So uh, that's what's going on. Are you being told that? Not really. I was deceived for several days about it all. I thought Putin is a real jerk. And he, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Somebody was debating on which side to take the other day, and I said, well, when MS-13 is, is, is fighting... Other street gang members, it's okay not to take a side in any of it, you know. Crips fighting the Bloods, it's okay not to have a favorite side. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. California. California. Yeah, California. Not the good part of California. Where's that at? <laughs> That's Orange County. I lived there for 30 years. Northern Cal. Where it's at. Northern California's no way, you know, not as messed up as. Aren't there some good people in there? Absolutely. All right, so. Um, but the state is. Oh, yeah. Goofy. I agree. Go to uh, Matthew chapter 15. How come we went into Iraq and Afghanistan and Vietnam and nobody seemed to get all bent out of shape about that? 
We killed millions of people over there in Iraq. Do you, Matthew 15, do your research on George W. Bush. He is one of the most corrupt. One of the most wonderful people we've ever had in our I don't like him. I'm scared to death of him. Yeah, he's evil. Were you being facetious? I, I used, yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> he looked serious for a second. I was like, no, no. I thought he was an all right dude. I voted for him, but I, I was wrong. Go ahead. I well, you didn't have any choice to vote for him, did you? Well, not if you've got Al Gore on the other side. I don't know. Looking back, it might have been better. All right. Better the internet, after all. Yeah. <laughs> John, uh, Matthew 15. Yeah, and Arab countries be flooded. Oceans are rising, remember? Mm. Oh, gold was the biggest. Idiot. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get back to the Bible here. It's a safer spot, safe place to be. Matthew 15, uh, 15 and verse 16. And Jesus said, Are you also yet without understanding? Do you, do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the draft? So what you're eating is not defiling you. It's what he's saying. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, theft, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. What's coming out of your mouth? The loose lips sink ships. <clears throat> None of the news channels that I saw said one single thing about Putin's concern that Ukraine would be a NATO country and we would just line up American military might right there at his doorstep Okay, devil's advocate, if you're him, you're not going to want that, right? right? You're certainly not going to want that. And I don't know how long he tried to reason with them. I don't know. Fly? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get it? I don't know. <laughs> anyway... Um, Could there have been a better way to solve this problem? Maybe. Blowing everything up. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there might have been a better way, but, we, you know, they're doing what they're doing. Learned? I mean, this is the 21st century. We've been killing people right from the beginning of time. And it's still going on. No, but Russians, Russians can be evil. Just ask Trey. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean... They're all very murderous. <laughs> no, I mean, there are people dying over there. Both sides. On both sides. And by the looks of it, some other military entities are helping Ukraine. Sure. Uh, for whatever reason, Russia has no drones in the air. They have little to no aircraft up there from what we're hearing. Who is able to keep them out of the out of that airspace? 
Very strange. The F-35. Yeah, it's very strange. And they're saying, oh, it's this hot shot Ukrainian pilot. He's done down five jets. What if it wasn't a hot shot Ukrainian pilot in a MiG-29? Well, that was uh, proven to be a... A lie, anyway? A fake. Uh, the pilot's name was, uh, was spelled S-A-M-U-Y-I-L. That was his first name. Yeah. His last name was Hyde, H-Y-D-E. Yeah. And also Sam, Sam Hyde is a comedian. <laughs> so they made his, it up. It was his picture. Picture. With oh, he's the pilot. So this is what we're getting fed of uh, uh, just a steady diet oh, of lies. Wasn't sure. that a video game also? Yeah, it came out of a video game. Yeah. But if if they have lost fighter jets over there to the tune that was reported, the Ukrainian pilots aren't doing it. Maybe they haven't lost any. You can't tell. The more I look at the news and what is supposedly going on around us, the more I just want to hide myself from the Word of God. Because I know that there aren't any lies here. How I, do you think that Magog factors into this? It's possible that Vladimir Putin is the Gog spoken of in yeah. Ezekiel 38. We've talked about this before. And he will ultimately make his way, whoever Gog is, and I hope it is Putin. You know why? Because I'm ready to go, go see God. I want to be with the Lord. This, this, I'm, this is this, this war is not that war because that's against Israel. But that what he ultimately takes three ribs into his mouth, according to Daniel chapter seven. So the bear, he takes three ribs into his mouth. So Ukraine could be the first of them, and it could be a couple. Of, Syria would be another one, and he, he's pals with Turkey, but he's going to need <coughs> Turkey to uh, already, cut. <coughs> well, uh, either Crimea or Georgia. You could make We're that. Already gone. Yeah. The first time it was under uh, Obama, Russia took uh, some group, and Obama was in the second time, Russia took another country, Trump was in, Russia didn't bother nobody. And now Netflix thinks he's in, and that's what Russia's doing. Well, what if it's God that's doing it? Yeah. You know, and nobody can stop it. I mean, I, I heard this guy talking out both sides of his mouth the other day. He was supposedly a preacher. He was uh, on the on the internet. We got to pray against this thing. We got to pray against Gog and and him coming against Israel. We got to pray against well, pray against it. It's already foretold. You 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 want to pray that God's prophecy won't come to pass? That's weird. I mean, now Pat Robertson's being dragged through the coals. Oh boy, he's got to be in his nineties now. Yeah. Is he ninety-one? PTL. Yeah. So he's saying seven hundred club. Yeah. Uh, he's saying Putin can't stop what he's doing. Putin has to do this to fulfill Bible prophecy. That's what he's saying. Now, if Putin is God, then what Robertson said is correct. That's correct. You can't, well, the, the scripture says, He's going to say hooks in his mouth. God says, I'll put a hook in your jaw yep. and drag you down against my people. Mm -hmm. And why does he say he's going to do it? He says, I'm going to glorify myself when, when I completely annihilate all of your allies, you and all your bands, God. So by the time um, Putin would get to Israel,
he's going to have a lot of helpers. If that is the Ezekiel 38. Turkey may be one of those helpers. Syria said, probably will be. He already says that the government heights of belongs to Syria and he's going to take that back. Well, he's going to try, but he's going to fail. And uh, God will glorify himself in this battle, which I still believe is our Armageddon. It doesn't fit anywhere else. You know, uh, at the end of the millennial age, um, if there was such a battle, it belonged in Revelation after chapter 21, right? Yeah. Yeah, it belonged there. That's correct. It didn't, you know, so the, the telling of the battle in Ezekiel. Two. He hmm? destroys them with the word of his mouth at the end. That's correct. But yeah. the Armageddon before that. The Armageddon before that, he doesn't destroy them with the word of his mouth. He necessarily he That's turns right. them against each other. That's he right. doesn't destroy them. There's one sixth part that doesn't get destroyed. That's yeah. right. Six of them. So there's another blow against that being after the mm -hmm. millennium. But anyway, the lies that are being told. Let's go to the Proverbs chapter 6. It's six part of the mm -hmm. That's in... Uh, what, Ezekiel 39, 39 verse 38, 39, yeah. Uh, Proverbs 6. What are we talking about? About the lies. Okay. About <laughs> lying. And you turn the TV on, you're just getting a steady diet of lies. And that's interesting. They they make up a whole lie about this Ukrainian pilot and and they give him a, the name of a comedian, you know. Uh, well, it just goes to show you can't believe anything. Well, you, you, you sure can't. Will Rogers said this. And I'll tell you one of the biggest problems Americans have right now is they align with one party or the other. And your party is nothing but evil and it can possibly do no good and my party does everything right and never commits atrocities. And that's a crazy dude. Yeah. Both sides are corruptible. Both sides are evil. That's right. And this is exactly where where uh, it, it causes you to not believe in anything because you, you you believe that your party is relatively good, maybe, and then you find out it's as corrupt as both of them. Both well, that's what bothered me about what I learned about George Bush. I thought, okay, I, I'm, I'm a conservative and. You know, uh, then you find out, and, and what the uh, opposition was saying about Cheney, Dick Cheney, was all true. That's true. You and know? Liz wants us to get involved in Ukraine. His daughter. Not surprised. Mm -hmm. They want, see, they want the wealth out of there. Uh, what's uh, there? How many of those politicians have children? on the boards and Hunter Biden's on one of them boards Hunter Biden can't get the crack pipe out of his mouth but he's on one of those uh, um, his oil company big oil company boards in, in Ukraine drawing a big salary Absolutely. well they don't want that to quit if Putin takes Ukraine that gets cut off doesn't it or he gets a race yeah but aren't we also basing even saying that on what we've heard somebody on the tv said it must be true is it is it not true 
That David Muir guy, you know, he makes about four to five million dollars a year. Who? David Muir. I don't he's know. On, I don't know. He's on at six thirty. He's uh, most popular. Anybody know him? No. Go watch TV. Anyway, I don't have to. Talking about a talking head. Well, you can't believe it. No, you There's the problem. Then where do you go? You have to just hide yourself in the Word of God and dwell on that. What is truth? That's what Pilate asks, right? My word is truth. My word, yes, thy word is truth, Christ said to the Lord, God the Father. Proverbs 6, verse 16. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren, a false witness that speaketh lies. Okay. The thing that freaks me out is a lot of these people are getting pretty old. You look at some of those politicians that have been in office for many, many moons, and it's like, don't they realize that one of these days they're going to die, and they're going to spend eternity in one of two places? And it's like, you can't, that message that it's not a point of, that anyone should perish, and the gift of salvation has appeared to all men. So why is it? I mean, they've had the opportunity. How many times? I have no idea. But they get given excuse, over to a reprobate mind. But I mean, you don't know? they realize the eternal consequences for the bad choice that they'd make? I thought about that. They have probably sold or sold to the devil, and they keep stay, keep alive and take a grimacone crime or something. Oh yeah. In order to make them not die. So you read, and that might be true, but it might not. I mean, here this is the world we're living in. We don't know. Deception again. I mean, unless you hear it straight out of somebody's mouth, how do you know they even said it? Um but what I don't understand with all these poison shots that everybody's had to take and are still trying to take it off, what are they going to do for a, the Adrenochrome, a Adrenochrome then? For it's going to be corrupted. This is, uh, it's, 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 it's it comes it's, from aborted babies, yeah. right? They, they, it's, it's, a, it's a satanic thing. Yeah. I've, I've heard about it. What's that now? Uh, they, they take some kind of, uh, a, a, some kind of protein. What's it out of aborted babies, the adrenochrome? Oh, the umbil from the umbilical cord? <laughs> yeah, but there's this other stuff that the child produces when it's in pain, oh, uh, in the pain of abortion. Adrenochrome, and they get that out of the blood. They get the blood of the child that's like screaming in anguish as it's being killed inside the womb, and they use that, inject it. Now, this is what's reported. Um, I don't underestimate Satan, so he might have done something. He might be doing something like that. We can't underestimate our enemy, but he is also the father of lies. So what if we're getting told something that's just not true? I mean, we, we're at a point where 
We need to read the Word of God and quit paying any attention to right. Fox News or MSNBC or The View. Joey Behar comes out yesterday. Did you see that? Uh, I guess their chairs rolled around or something, and they're all getting ready to sit down on The View. And um, She's that red-headed one that's real mouthy. And yeah. she just plop, missed that chair, hit the floor, rolled over. She wasn't hurt, so we can laugh about it. But the, yeah, that's just a mean, mean bunch of women on that show. Is that where the Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, she's on there. She can get so mean. She gets mean. Well, they put her. I could do it. You could do it. I'm so mean. Yeah, that's true. All right, look at uh, Proverbs 12. I think Behar is the meanest one. Just some, you know what she said? She said, I hate this war over here in the Ukraine. Let me tell you why I hate this war. I'm not going to be able to travel to Italy now for my oh vacation. My That's why she hated the war. She wasn't worried about women and children. She's not stupid. Well, she's both. She's selfish. Yeah. Proverbs 12, first verse 19 the lip of truth shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. Verse 22. <coughs> lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are His delight. When people try to tell the truth out there right now, Satan has such a stranglehold on the media and on social media and you try to tell the truth, they shut you down. Mm -hmm. You can't get anywhere. You can't get to first base. They'll shut you down. And um, But we're going to get to verse here. I think it's in Luke in just a little bit. While we're in Proverbs, go to 19. God hates liars. Have their place in the lake of fire. <laughs> That's funny. You reminded me. Of, when I worked for Flying J, we were hauling ethanol off of a railroad down in Denton, North Carolina. Solid ethanol, solid loads of alcohol. Hauling them up to the oil terminals and unloading them so they could eject ten percent of that into our gas, which they never should have been doing. That's made from corn, and there are countries that cannot afford corn now because we're turning it all into gas, burning it up in our cars. Does God approve of that? <coughs> he didn't give us corn to burn up in our cars for gas. It's for food. The car that got 21 miles per gallon when they started alcohol last, it cost you about 4,000 more to get the car because it had to be modified to burn the alcohol. Then after you get it, get going, the gas mileage is cut down to 19 miles per gallon. So you're paying more for less. Yeah, we do, we're just uh, yeah we're honest. more for the less of everything you get. Seems like it. Mm -hmm. The sugar they make it smaller. Yeah. They charge you more. Look at them Reese cups. I mean, you get a <laughs> double Reese cup, and they no bigger round than a golf ball in there, and they got a, a white piece of cardboard under it to keep the package all fluffed out, so it looks like something. And then you can buy the ones that says the jumbo size, and that's the size they used to be. <laughs> they cost a little more. The old 
about a pound of coffee? It's no, coffee's, coffee's it's go, gone high. Or ice cream. If you like your coffee, store back some um, uh, instant coffee. Um, you might not like instant coffee. It's better no coffee at all. It's not going to go bad. And well, they're going to take toothpaste and go up to ten dollars a tube now. Is there a Proctor Proctor again that says I've got the time frame, but it'll be ten ten dollars. You don't have to have toothpaste to clean your teeth. My dentist well, I, said just I, use I a brush and. You know, and I just switch out Listerine and use a brush. How many people out here don't know that? Well, I don't know. A lot of people out here don't know a lot of things. I don't. That's for sure. All right. Proverbs 19 and um, verse 9 says, A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Mm. So that's pretty much everybody on the news media right now. And on the radio and the NPR, they're going to perish. They're speaking lies. We need to bring Chase in here for this study. Bring him if you He's like. He's been in a lot of lying lately. Well, it's a phase. This will, this will scare him. It's a phase. I'm just saying. To you? Yeah, over stupid stuff. That's up to you if you want him in. Bring him in. But uh, Or just go over it with him. <laughs> Take a picture of my notes here. Yeah. Um, when I worked for Flying J Hall and that ethanol, the oil terminal said, we need to see two pieces of paperwork when you come in here. You need the last load that was hauled. before we're going, we're, You're not going to put the ethanol on your trailer if you didn't haul gasoline before this. Because diesel kind of more clings to the walls of the tank trailer, and it gets in the ethanol, and to their way of thinking, it adulterates it. Um, we knew that really wasn't true, but that was the rule. So, uh, a couple of our trucks, they wouldn't load. We had to turn around come back to Greensboro empty and load there. And uh, I was talking to one of my bosses out there on the phone. I said, I got a deadhead two trucks back to Greensboro. They're not going to load them down here because... We don't have showing them the last load was gasoline. And he said, we'll get you a bill of lading where you've hauled gas for that trailer, put a load of gas on all of them, and show them that. And I said, show them that, but what if we've hauled diesel? He said, they don't need to know that. Just tell them you hauled gas. And I said, well, the Bible I read says that all liars will have their part in a lake of fire. And he all but hung up on me. Well, his boss got a hold of me on the phone and says, you and, uh, what was his name, uh, Jason, Jason, yeah. So you and Jason cross wires over something to do with his loads of ethanol? And I said, yeah. You know, uh, he, was wanting me to tell, he was wanting me to lie to um, Eco Energy. It was a company, he said he was wanting me to lie and say we, last load was, was gas. And, and I just told him that the Bible that I read said all, all liars will have their part in a lake of fire. And he cracked up. He did. Now, they're Mormons, you know, but they don't dispute the King James Bible. But he just cracked up, and he said, yeah, you don't have to lie to them. We'll figure something else out. You know, don't worry about this. We don't need them loads anyway. We're just giving you all some busy work, you know. <laughs> I said, all right, I don't want to lie. And you don't. You know, when the Holy Spirit's in you, you don't want to lie. 
And if you do lie, immediate conviction. You get convicted of it immediately and you want to make it right. And, it, you know, when you do something, say something, you know, stupid, ungodly, you want to fix it. You want to repent. So, um, all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Go to 21, Proverbs 21, verse 6 says, The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a vanity tossed to and fro of them that seek death. <laughs> getting of treasures by a lying tongue. <laughs> This could be lying on your tax return. Lying on <coughs> Yeah, it could. To no. get something in exchange for your life, yes. One thing that, that uh, emphasizes that is that Congress or the United States likes to give out flags that have been flown over the Capitol, and they won't lie about it. There's a guy that all he does is raise the world flag, <laughs> and they give them away. That's the truth. Yeah, and isn't that great? I guess so. <laughs> Do you realize? And the people that buy them don't realize it was only up for about fifteen seconds. And it doesn't matter, right? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's all kinds of ways to be a little bit duplicitous mm -hmm. and, and gain something for it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, people trying to sell vehicles. They know something wrong with it. They know they, they know it ain't up to speed. They just hoping that it'll hold together long enough to get your money in their pocket. An awful lot, and you got a sight. Yeah, five block, five minute guarantee. They got uh, a, the uh, tire place had a white Silverado uh, up there, and uh, he had a for sale sign on. I asked him how much was it. He said. A guy just left here. I told him it was 2500 And he said he's going home and be back in a few minutes. He thought I was going to say, well, I'll take it. And I looked at that car. It's rusted out right at the door. And it's got a cracked windshield all the way across. Mm. He said, I'll jump in and drive to Phoenix. The next day, it's still sitting there. Uh -oh. It's still sitting there. That other guy thought something different or wasn't such a guy in the first place. Right. Which tire place was this? Up there where... Um, Economy. Oh, yeah. Uh, People uh, say that stuff all the time, uh, like on the yard sale pages, when I was interested in buying a cheap car. Yeah. Oh, I've got like five or six other people oh, interested right. at such and such yeah. price. Yeah. If you can beat that price. And I'm like, no. Did me? Yeah, you said that. Yeah, we had a little bit of a a bad deal with him, too. Bought a set of tires. One of them blew up 12 miles after he put them on. Oh, no. Yeah, brand new tire. Blew up. And I'm not laughing at you, it's just so Yeah, it was, you know, Christian's truck. And um, and so we tell him about it. Well, bring it back over here and I'll evaluate it. And I said, well, there wasn't anything wrong with, you know, what we did. And he said, well, I got to send it to Continental and they'll have to look at it and they'll have to have their engineers. I said, I thought these were warranted. Well, they are, but we have to send it away. And uh, I said, well, I'm gonna, meanwhile, I need another tire. And he made me buy the other tire. $137 and like six weeks later I checked on it a couple of times and I called him well yeah you you, you got a refund you got a check here 
And I thought, wonder how long that check was going to be there before you told me about it. You can't treat people like that. The Bible says, treat others as you would have them to treat you. And and you'll be good with that. Psalm 107. Go back to the Psalms. I said that wrong. I said, always thought it said, do unto others before they do it to you. Oh. <laughs> Did that work? How'd that work for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's still here. 101. Apparently he's been working good. He's still <laughs> Psalm 101. He don't own that place. He's retired or something now. Uh, Verse 7 of Psalm 101. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. So you're going to work deceit? You're going to deceive somebody to get them to buy something you're trying to sell or something like that, deceive them? Do you want somebody to do that to you? I suppose you don't. And it's so funny, some of the people that blow up the worst about getting taken advantage of are the very ones that have been taking advantage of other people all their lives. You know? He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. Well, what God is saying there, you ain't going to stand here in front of me telling lies. That's a little bit scary because he's got any number of ways to get you out of his sight, does he not? (laughs) You don't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. And it also says that let every... Let God be true and every man a liar he stops their mouth. Yeah. Because when you get before him, you have nothing of sight. Hey, yeah, really. That's true. That you'd be speechless, is what he said mm-hmm. at the uh, wedding supper. He said, well, some, somebody had a no wedding garment. Where's your wedding garment? And the man was speechless. Mm-hmm. Psalm 58 Yeah. Now, if you need to take that, you go right ahead. I don't need to take that. I know you, man. Spam, Spam okay. Yeah. All right. Psalm 58, excuse me, verse 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb, they go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Well, now, God changes us. I used to not, even as an adult, an unbeliever, man, I could tell some lies here and there. I could do it. Same one. <laughs> um until we are in Christ we're liable to do anything and and uh, after we are in Christ we're still liable to do anything <laughs> so um, we're going now to 
the New Testament to book of Colossians in chapter 3. Do you mind? Now, Mike could use soda water too. Raise low too. Colossians chapter 3. Verses 9 and 10. That says, Lie not to one another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Now, why would we be advised in the Word of God after having put on the new man, taken off the old self, why would we still be getting told don't lie to each other because you still can and because people still do that's why so uh, fishermen seem to have that problem yeah you know and, and I think everybody can be a little love thank you so much well when you're talking about how fast the car you used to have would go and how fast you hung that curve and you know a friend of mine I had that Corvette I told him I, I, I said it'll go 60 mile an hour in second gear heck it was geared 411 and he said he wasn't happy about me saying that in his car he didn't know if it would well, he blew the engine up in in that Camaro, 69 Camaro with a Z motor in it. And uh, the guy that was riding with him said he wasn't going to change gears till he got to 60 miles an hour. So my lie, because I don't think I was telling the truth when I said that, my lie caused him to blow his engine up. Have the same speed we were in in each car? There you go. But back then, you're young, dumb, and stupid, and you're, you know, um, don't think about, yes, <laughs> you know, you don't think about these things. Now, his car was probably geared lower than mine, and he was trying to do 60 um, in second gear, a four-speed rock crusher muncie. So, so you, can, uh, you can really create some problems. You can make other people feel bad. <coughs> you know, you can make them feel bad in any number of ways. Um, you know, just telling them stuff about your relationship that, you know, maybe you're stretching the truth a little bit here or there. Some people might. Um, I'm blessed. I don't need to lie. <laughs> you are blessed. If you say you have no sin, though, the truth ain't in you. The truth's not in you. But then you make someone else feel like, well, gosh, I guess I'm chopped liver then. And people lie about how much money they make. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm making $32 an hour and double overtime, and I'm making this, that, and the other. And, and, and as far as I can see from way on high here, you, you're a peon down there. You don't have much, do you? You know, you should be more like moi. But you're lying. You're not making that much money. You're just saying it. 
And, you know, you not only have told a lie, you've maybe caused someone else to feel bad about their job that they have. I'm getting, my car gets 32 miles per gallon. A lie. So you got somebody else, well, I got the same car as you do, and mine only gets 25. What's going on here? Well, what's going on there is the first person told a lie. It's like that cobalt. I could get 36 and she got 29 in it. <laughs> that wasn't a lie. That's just because no. I was really bad at driving it. <laughs> <laughs> we used to put a little bit of fuel in this Volkswagen. I told you that. Right? Oh, you can tell it again. This is funny. This guy just bought a brand new Volkswagen something or another and he claimed the mileage was just so great. This was at the engineering building that I used to work in. Back in the 70s? Some, 70s? In California in the yeah. 70s? Not 80s? Yeah. 80s, Carry on. About 86 or Okay. So. We used to bring about a gallon of gas and put it in this thing every day. And the guy didn't have to drive that far, you know. And I think it was about a month, and the guy never put any fuel in the thing. And he would just pour gas into it. You know, he says, this is an incredible. I'm so happy. And then we started not doing it. And then he, he took it to the dealership. And he said, I was getting like 5,000 miles to a gallon. And now I'm not getting probably anything. But those guys are pretty tricky over there. That's yeah, funny. that's a funny joke. John A. went to Bland when he got that Rambler. This is mine and Ray's grandfather. Yeah, go ahead. Filled it up with gas, and they came, him and Katie came down to the house and pulled in, and while he was sitting there in the yard, the gas started dripping out, and he said, huh. That car is generating gas. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled up sideways. You know, it ain't really level. It was draining out. Thunderbird yeah, might do that. Drain. If you park it with the filler neck down, it'll drain. Okay, so, um, so we're not to lie to one another. And the warning is there because you could do that. And apparently some people were doing that. Some born-again believers in Christ were lying to each other. You know, you ask this sweet little church lady that butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. You know, got the Pentecostal bun back there and all this. Um, her recipe for whatever. And she'll leave something out. Because she doesn't want you to be able to recreate her recipe when she probably got it from somebody else to start with. You know? Now that's, you know, and she hands you the recipe. So this is your recipe? Yes. Is that true? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, stuff like that. All right. It's like a lemon pie. Yeah. It can get lots of uh, confusion when that stuff starts. Um, go to uh, Luke chapter 8. And I really like this. Luke chapter 8, verse 17 is the only one we want here. Christ says, For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. Neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. 
it's going to be told. It's going to, all these lies are going to be illuminated with God's light of truth. So you go before the judgment seat of Christ. I mean, you're saved. You're going to heaven. But this is a judgment based on what you did. He might tell that little old lady, said, you know what? You're, you're saved, you're entering into heaven, but you're making those cupcakes for the rest of eternity for anybody who wants one. Because <laughs> you lied about the recipe. Not that I'm any better. I'm, so we don't tend to see our own flaws, flaws do we? You know, the, we've got a plank in our eye and then we're trying to get the little speck out of somebody else's. James chapter 1. We're at an hour. I want to finish these last three passages. And, and James chapter 1. I've got 19 and 20. Verses 19 and 20. This says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, <coughs> slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. You get angry, you get mad, you're blowing off on somebody. Is that working the righteousness of God? Not according to the Bible. You're supposed to drop that. You're supposed so to. Hard. It is hard, <laughs> but it's not impossible. He'll never tell us to do something that we can't do. It's possible for us. I realize it's hard. James 1, and it's uh, verses 19 and 20. Be swift to hear. Well, let the other person have their say. Slow to anger. You know, uh, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Well, these are happy commandments. What means that if you do them, you're going to be happier. Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy for us to just dig up bones as the song goes, right? Um, that's easy. That doesn't please God. What pleases God is for you to say, well, this happened, and um, I'd rather it not have happened, but Lord, nothing's been done to me that wasn't done to you far worse. Did they not talk about him? Did they not slander him did they not hurt him physically and he took it he took it for our sake and he didn't open his mouth before his accusers did he can we be more like him and less like ourselves we are told to here in his word, would he tell us to do something that we're not capable of doing? Nope. If you want these things, you can go after them. But God has something better. Luke chapter 6. Verse 37 and 38. He says, Judge not 
and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. We're not to judge, it says. Don't judge, and you shall not be judged. Outside of the church, we're not supposed Very to key point, very key point. In the church, in the congregation, the church leadership, you bring it to their attention, this person is fellowshipping with us, they're in the congregation, they're not doing something as they ought to. And you have that discussion. And... Um, you know, church discipline is hard. Uh, Reverend Davis would know this. I know little to nothing of it. But there's times when you got to go to somebody and tell them something they don't want to hear, right? That's right. <laughs> and um, if without doing that, though, then what happens? Paul, Paul said, little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Little leaven is uh, symbolic of sin, and it just gets through everything. So you got maybe a couple of people carrying on in the congregation, cheating on a spouse or two, flirting. Well, if nothing's done to stop that, next thing you know, you got the gossips. Fired up, and you see what Miss So and So was wearing down here today. You know, back and forth, and it gets a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lot. And if you don't address it, that's a sin of omission, right? It is the job of the pastor of the church, and you know, you you don't go directly to the person unless it's something between you and them, and you try to solve it. Yeah. Seems like this one lady in the church started this rumor that Mr. So-and-so over here was having an affair for season, saw his truck in somebody's house. Well, the old guy didn't know what to do at first, and finally he decided. Every night he'd, he'd drive his truck down the parking in front of this lady's house, and then he'd walk back home. Did that for so, so many different times. And then the rumor got out that he was having an affair with this blabbermouth lady in the church. <laughs> in the blabbermouth. Well, you know, when you say don't judge, uh, uh, and primarily if you do judge, it's discipline in the church. But when you judge someone, even in the church, uh, you don't want to judge them based on the motive uh, uh, that... You can say, well, I know why they're doing that. Well, you don't know why they're doing that. You don't know if they're on the path of God and they're maturing and they're still uh, not quite like we all are, not quite there. We're not yeah, there. Yeah. And and we tend to look at people and say, well, like you say, look look at what she's wearing or look at what uh, uh, what they said or they're out there smoking. Did you say where he, he put his hand on her and this, that, and the other, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, and it's not necessarily anything that the church is disciplinarian about, but it's uh, it's just in our heart. We, we look at people and, uh, and judge their motives or, or 
look down on or something. Without being smart at all, could I say something? Go for it. In Boonville, Mississippi, I had a good friend, Ron Michaels. His daddy was an electrician. And he used to play in small poker games. A man walked up to him. Now this is where loose talk will get Shot him dead on the street. Because he thought he was having an affair with his wife. Though what you see, his truck was the same as the man that was. Uh -oh. So he killed the wrong Ron guy. Michael's wrong guy. mama. Ron told me he carried a pistol for three years. And he said he was within a yard of the man who could have killed him. But what kept him from killing him was the memory of his mother getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work at Fred's dollar store. It left him penniless. And that's where loose talk and rumor and slander will get you. Well, if this, where this, these affairs are concerned, his gripe, you know, as Christian has pointed out before. Should be with the spouse. Yeah, not they're the, the one that's not, made a commitment exactly. to you, not this other character. Like that's the person you should be mad at. You go take that one out of the way, way, there'll just be another one that pop up, you know. Your, your gripe is with, you know. One last passage, Matthew 7, verses 1 and 2. And Christ is speaking and he says, Judge not, Matthew 7, verses 1 and 2, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgments you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Everybody is at a different place in their walk with God. Some of them hadn't even gotten on the path yet, right? But uh, maybe they will. God knows those who are His. He said, oh, just look at that person. Look at that, all them tattoos. Look at all them piercings in their face. And You know, why are you doing that? Why are you looking at someone, you know, that has made a decision, a series of decisions. Maybe someday they'll not, they wish they hadn't done it. But, you know, it's done. What's done is done there. And um, lots of folks come to Christ looking pretty, pretty rough. And they serve him looking pretty rough because they can't do anything to change it. Just because you're looking rough doesn't mean you're not a good person. That's right. A lot of times, that's some... what I hate is people judging somebody because they're out there smoking a cigarette and covering tattoos. It doesn't mean they're not a good mom, good worker, right. or a child of God. I mean, yeah, the, it, the Bible doesn't say anything about cigarettes. Mm -hmm. You know, it, anyway. It takes all my time is to look at my own. Father. There you go. I ain't got time to look at yeah. you. That's right. That's, that's right. the twenty That's a fact. That's <laughs> right. That's right. And then read about sincere about it and read this Bible, you find out you wouldn't want to be looking for somebody else's mistake. That's right. Because it accuses of you. However, because there's so much peace that you have within when you try to take care of yourself spiritually. That's right. And then you and God becomes one. Yeah. We're not perfect. We, we make mistakes. 
We're human. That's it. But we try to not do the same thing over again. That's right. <coughs> we try to keep getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, mm -hmm. if we can. You know, uh, the um, the enemy doesn't like to uh, let up, though, does he? Oh, no. You know, he he uh, he will find a way. He'll pluck that cord sometimes and just get you right where it hurts. You know, and laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah, happy with himself. Well, um, we're just about an hour and 12 minutes in, 38 seconds. We'll have Reverend Davis close this unless somebody would like to add anything. Father God, we come to you this evening thanking you and praising you for being so good to us, watching over us day in and day out. We ask that thou look down upon the people in your pain, Lord. They are our brothers and sisters. We ask thy blessings. Let your angels watch over them. Watch over the little children, the parents. Those people that's in high places, touch their hearts, their minds, Lord. Help them to see their own mistakes and realize there's a heaven to go to and a hell to turn. You said thou shalt not kill. Father, help them to realize and understand your word, what it means and how important it is. We ask that thou bless all of the people over there, Lord. We ask that thou bless our Bible study, Lord. Help us to continue to lift you up. Not our will, Father, but your will be done in our lives. Bless everyone on the sick list, Lord. Continue to watch over them, Lord, and touch their bodies. And we're knowing that, knowing that man can only do but so much, but that healing comes from you. Yes. We give you that honor and that glory, and we thank you, Lord. This we ask in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. Amen.